You are listening to the Lads After God podcast, a podcast for ladies and lads who are adamant on following God and His ways in this modern world. I am your host, Blessing Mashulani, and I'm pleased to have you here. What is up, guys? It's your boy Blessing, and yes, you had right. You are listening to the Lads After God podcast. I'm so glad that you are listening. Um, and uh, if it's your first time listening, I just want you to know that this is a safe space. This is a space for lads and ladies after God who are adamant on following God in this corrupt generation. I want to tell you that you are not lost. You are home. You are at the place that you should be. Um, our mission is just to um, increase in the hearts of young people, even old people, the love for God, the love for God's word the love for God's ways and um, I just hope that by listening to this podcast your thirst and uh, your love for God's you know things God's business God's word God's you know people increases and um, I just hope that you are encouraged Um, today we will be talking about a topic which is very sensitive but I feel that it is very much um it is very much necessary that we talk about this topic because it affects so many of us. It affects us even as born-again believers. It affects us as lads and ladies after God as well. And uh, I just would like to just talk about it because uh, personally, it's something that I also had to go through in my life. Um, I'll be talking about mental health, by the way. and. Uh, I personally had to go through some mental health problems at a stage in my life. I remember um, when I was around uh, 22. Um, yeah, actually, the first time it happened, I was 21, and uh, yeah, I had you know a mental breakdown, and it was a very dark, you know, phase of my life. And I never thought that I'd live to tell the story. And even those who were close with me, close to me, my family and close friends. They, they 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 will tell you that it was a dark period and they they never thought that they'd get to experience the old me or the normal me again but god being faithful god being sovereign he knew better and um here i am healed here i am by me saying healed um, doesn't mean that i do not go through you know tough periods but i like to just thank god because I'm able to just weather the storms which come my way and every time I feel overwhelmed I know that I have a hiding a hiding place in Christ I know that I have you know um, a good shepherd I know I know that I have an ever-present um, source of help I know that when I cry unto him he hears me and he is always ready to help me in my time of need so um, the, the, the topic of mental health is, is very much um, um very very much how do i say this it, it it affects us so much but so little is being done in in in, in dealing with it especially um in the church and the, the the abandonment or the the avoidance of not talking about this topic or addressing it in a meaningful way has resulted in so much apostasy in young people so many young people are abandoning the faith seeking um comfort seeking um you know meaning elsewhere 
apart from Christ, which really is very sad. And uh, I just want to um, tell you, if you're listening to this and maybe you are depressed, you are suffering from anxiety, um, maybe you have uh, a physical ailment which is at a chronic state and um, you feel so frustrated by it, maybe you have bipolar disorder, maybe you just have something which really is, you know, like a thorn in your flesh. I just want to tell you that in Christ there is hope and we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be looking at this issue from a biblical uh, perspective. And um, I just hope that by listening to this, you will be encouraged to encourage others. Um, I just hope that you will be encouraged to just say, you know what, I was lost, but now I'm found. I just hope that our past, our, our past that we walk on, they will be eliminated and we will see that indeed we have such a loving father. And uh, the first verse that I want to talk about, or the first reference that I will make is found in Job chapter 2 verse 9. We all know that Job, um, what happened that the, the uh, God, you know, was so, um, well, how do I say this? The devil, the devil wanted to, you know, um, prove to God that the reason that uh, Job is faithful unto God was because God, you know, has blessed him so much. So God was like, you know what? I trust that Job is devoted to me so much that you can do as you please with him. Just don't take his life and he, he will not abandon me. And we, I just love that even though Job went through what he went through, he continued trusting in God, even though he complained here and there, but he did not sin against God by, sin, by cursing him. And in Job chapter 2 verse 9, Job's wife um, said this words to him. He said, do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die. But he said to her, you speak as one of the foolish women speaks. Shall we indeed accept good from God and shall not accept adversity? In all this, Job did not sin. So Job's wife, you could say she felt so sorry. Like Job, the Bible tells us that he yeah, had lost everything, lost his wealth. And even his health was, you know, compromised. He had sores all over his body and... He was scrapping his sores with um, a broken pot and you could just imagine the anguish that the wife was going through seeing his seeing her beloved husband in that state and she wanted to give job a way out she told job just cast god and die but even in that job you know said you know what i will not cast god and die um there's this verse where um job says even though he slay me yet i will trust that this words just fill my, my my heart with so much hope that even though you know we 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 are going through you know this you know, mental health problems even though we are depressed even though we are anxious sometimes even though we have panic attacks even though sometimes we you know have to take our medication even though sometimes we have you know mood swings even though we have physical ailments that sometimes even the doctors can, cannot explain and we have to live with them for a huge chunk of our lives. You know, even though we are, you know, dealing with poverty, even though, though we lack so much and need so much as well, 
even though we, you know, sometimes, have, you know, um, feel that we are living in crazy times, um, even though we are in the situations that we are in, Job said this word that even though he slay me, I will trust him. So I just want to let you know, um, dear, dear brother or sister, that do not lose your trust in God. Do not lose your trust in God. Keep trusting God even in that problem that you find yourself in, even in that, you know, mental affliction that you're going through, even in that emotional affliction. Um, a lot of mental health problems that people meet, um, they emulate from trauma. Trauma can, you know, uh, come, you know, through, you know, um, events in our life which leave, you know, an emotional scar. You know, events like losing someone you're close to or experiencing a horrific accident like, you know, a car accident, um, a, a robbery or a crime or, you know, rape or something like that. But even in that circumstance, do not lose your trust in God. There's this words that Jesus spoke when he was in the garden, right before he had to be crucified. He's, he, he withdrew from his um, disciples and he knelt out and prayed. This is found in Luke chapter 22, verse 41 and 42. He knelt out and prayed and said, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. You know, Christ being God himself, he, he felt so overwhelmed by the mental anguish. If you continue with that chapter, you will hear that Jesus, he was so, you know, um, heavily troubled that even when he was sweating while praying his paws you know there, there was sweat and blood coming out of his paws meaning that he was really 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 troubled and in that state he said lord you know what i'm i'm, I'm so overwhelmed right now that if if it's possible that i do not have to go through what i'm going through lord make it possible but i just love that he said not my will but yours be done. So let's talk about God's will. If you know these words, we often just go past them and say, not my will, but God's will be done. But let's talk about God's will. You know, something about God that we, I, 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 love, I love about God is that sometimes we often do not understand him. But one thing about God is that he doesn't request us to understand his ways or his will but he wants us to trust his ways and his will. He wants us to be obedient to him. That is our expression of worship. That is our expression of reverence. That is our expression of devotion unto him, just trusting him and being obedient to him. That's why if you read from Isaiah chapter 53, verse 10, it says, yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. This speaks about Jesus. It was God's will for him to be in that state. So you can you can imagine he, it was his will to crush him. He has put him to grief. When his soul makes an offering for guilt, he shall see his offering. He shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. So I just want to tell you that there's always good. The Bible tells us that all things work together for good for those who are in Christ. So even in the suffering, there is good. That's one thing you can cling. I want you to cling on today that even in my suffering, even in my depression, 
even in my anxiety, all things will work together for good. I might not see the good. I might not feel the good. It might feel sometimes like life is too much to bear, but it all works together for good. If you look at Calvary, if you look at the crucifixion, it seemed like the most horrific thing for a father to, 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 to put a son, you know, imagine a father making a son go through that. But even in that humiliation, even in that pain, even in that anguish, even in that, you know, suffering, they came the resurrection, they came the glory, they came the ascension. And he, right now, Christ, the Bible tells us that he is seated on the right hand of the Father. You can imagine that's one of the highest seats of authority in the whole universe. He is seated making intercessions for you and me, meaning that he had to go through that because going through that, it qualified him for, you know, the glory that awaited him. So I want to let you know that the troubles that you're going through right now, I want you to know that, you know, the, the pain that you're going through right now, I want you to know that the affliction that you're going through right now, Romans chapter 8, verse 18, it clears it out for us. I'll read it from verse 18 to 19. It says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory which we shall which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God, meaning that even though you go through that, do not do not forsake to be, you know, earnestly expect, expecting, you know, the, the revelation of the sons of God, meaning that we have this, this, this promise from God that we shall, we shall be like him. Even this um, current bodies that we are in, the bodies which are decaying every day, every day, you know, um, yeah, you, you, as you grow older, um, there will be a certain time where you start losing your teeth. There will be a certain time where you start losing your hair. You know, our bodies are growing weaker and weaker each and every day. But our hope is that we will be like him. Just as he was glorified, we will be glorified in him. So I want to let you know that it all works together for good. Even in, you know, the pain and suffering, trust in God. I want to, to make a reference from Genesis chapter 22. Um, this was when Abraham, God asked Abraham to sacrifice his son, um, um, uh, Isaac. You know, you could imagine just how off-putting that must have been. Um, just God asking you to, you know, you, you waited, you know, for more than eight years to have a son. And now you have that son and now you have to sacrifice your son. And there's this point where Isaac asked, asked um, Abraham and said, Dad, we have everything. We have the, the, the wood, we have everything, but where is the sacrifice? And Abraham, at that point, I am very sure, he didn't understand exactly where the sacrifice was going to come from. He knew that, okay, we, we are, I'm supposed to sacrifice, you know, my son. But the way he answered Isaac, he said, God will provide. And... He didn't understand how exactly God will provide. You know, he knew that he had to sacrifice his own son, but he chose to trust God. He chose to trust that it all works together for good. And indeed, God will not abandon his own. We know that if you read the story, God provided the ram. And it tells us that 
The Bible tells us that Abraham's faith was counted unto him as righteousness. So I just want you to know that do not forsake trusting in God. Even in your affliction, even when he slays you, even when his will sometimes seems like too much to bear. Sometimes um, I remember um, when I was, you know, in the middle of my, you know, uh, mental health afflictions. Sometimes I just feel like, Lord, why did I have to be this way? I did not choose to be this way. Why do I have to go through what I'm going through? I remember I, I, I'd be so jealous of people who just wake, who are able to wake up in the morning and be productive. I, I'd be so jealous of people who are able to, you know, be, you know, so organized. I would, I'd be jealous of people who, you know, had their lives, you know, their ducks in a row. And I, I just sometimes find myself, you know, um, asking God, why, why do I have to be like this? Why do I have to be sick? Why do I have to go through, you know, troubling times? Why do I have to, you know, experience the things that I'm currently experiencing? But I just remembered Job's words where he says, Lord, even though you slay me, yet I will trust you. And he continued to say this word. He said, I know my Redeemer lives. And, you know, I, I, I just want you to know that, that sometimes our, our, our afflictions, especially in terms of emotional afflictions, and mental health afflictions, what they do is that they, they might make you feel like God is so distant. Uh, when you're going through such pain, um, you might feel like God is so distant, He is not with me. But I just want to remind you that even though you go through that valley, that dark valley of the shadow of death, where you, you are experiencing pain, which you feel like no person can empathize with, I want you to know that you are not alone even though in those times. God is with you and he will carry you through it. And I just want you to know and remember that the suffering that you're currently experiencing cannot be compared to the glory that awaits. What is the glory that awaits? Sometimes we, 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 with, we, we, we allow the devil or we allow the world or our mortal minds and our limited capacity of, you know, of thinking, we allow it to limit what God can do and we, we limit what God can do to our lifetimes and say, you know, I might be going through suffering, but my earnest hope is that one day I will be better, one day I will experience, you know, joy and I will experience, you know, good health. Yes, that might be the case, but that should not be the limit of your hope. The Bible tells us that when he appears in the clouds, we shall be caught up and we shall be like him. Our hope is that one day we will ascend into heaven. We shall be raptured and we shall, you know, be like him. We shall, we shall experience life unlike anything that we have ever experienced. Um, the Bible tells us that there will be no more crying. There will be no more pain. Um, if you read from the book of Revelation, it tells us that he shall wipe away every tear, meaning that there will no, there will be no depression anymore. There will be no, you know, nights of insomnia. There will be no mood swings, bipolar disorder. There will be no more guilt. There will be no more condemnation. There will be no more, um, you know, even the, 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 the desire to sin. 
will be no more. There will be no more temptation. There will be no more um, physical pain. There will be no more, you know, um, physical traumas. There will be no more, you know, um, dangers, endangerments to our lives. So I just want you to cling on that hope that he is coming soon. And when he comes, we will, we will be like him. And even the afflictions that we are meeting today, we shall have them no more. That's what I just want to encourage you. This I know is nothing like what your psychologist or your um, counselor will tell you. But this is what you actually need to hear. That put your trust in Christ. Put your trust in Christ, dear lad or lady after God. Because in him is hope. In Christ there is hope. And Christ's hope is not limited. Christ's hope is not limited. You know, the thing about placing our hope in, you know, man-made solutions. For example, right now, if I were to, for, let's say, I, God forbid, but let's say I go through this traumatic accident and have to get my leg amputated, uh, um, yeah, like taken uh, amputated or something like that. Yeah, um, man-made solutions, for example, I'd get a prosthetic leg. And yes, I'd be able to live my life normally. Or maybe um, they might prevent the amputation by healing my leg somehow. But man-made solutions will always leave you with a limp. They will always leave you, you know, with a scar. But I just want to tell you that placing our hope in Christ, this is eternal hope. We have the hope that it shall all be renewed. It shall all be made well. Everything shall you know the bible tells us that earth as we know it shall pass away and heaven as we know it shall pass away and there will be a new heaven a new earth i want you to know that there will be there's more to life than what we are currently experiencing there is life in the eternal that is what i want you to place your hope upon and before i you know finish today's um episode i just want to share from the book of second corinthians Chapter 12, verse 9 to verse 10. This is a verse that many of us know. This is the words of Apostle Paul. He, just to give you a bit of a background, he was talking about um, how, you know, he was, you know, being afflicted by this messenger of, you know, um, Satan. And he was going through, you know, this affliction. He was going through, you know, um, how can I put it? Yeah, affliction. So we do not know if it's of a physical, you know, kind or a spiritual kind or a mental kind or an emotional kind. But it, what we know it is, is that it was affliction. And he said, my grace is sufficient for he, he, he it's him quoting what, um, what, you know, Christ said to him as he was complaining to God about this affliction. He said, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most lately, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I just want you to know that that, that mental health ailment that you're going through, that physical you know, ailment that you're going through, that 
depression, anxiety, whatever it is that you're going through, that emotional trauma that you're carrying, just know that it is, you know, when you are weak, that Christ is, God is going to be glorified with what you're going through one day. One day when your tears are being wiped away, God is going to get all the glory. He is going to get all the glory and you will realize why you had to maybe go through what you had to go through because in the end what it will do it is that it will make you more 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 dependent on god's mercies you will depend on god's mercies every day every day you will say this prayer lord please help me to make it through this day lord help me as i wake up lord help me to have a productive day that 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 in that way christ has been glorified even in the infirmities that we go through so I just want you to know that, that His grace is sufficient for you, dear lad or lady after God. Whatever you're going through, I just want you to know that Christ will never leave nor forsake us. He will be with us until the end of the age. And I just want you to realize that even though sometimes it feels like the, the cross is too heavy to bear, I just want you to realize that He is with you. And as he conquered, we shall conquer. And I want you to realize that it will all be well at the end. We have an eternal hope that where he is right now, even us, we shall be there. I want, as I'm closing, to just quote the song by Alan Jackson called When We All Get to Heaven. I'll just quote the lyrics. I'm not a good singer. So I'll just quote the lyrics. It says, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing it will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. When we all see Jesus, we will sing and shout the victory. My friend, we will sing and shout the victory. I want you just to repeat these words, that you will experience victory over the ailments that you're going through today. There is victory. There is eternal hope in Christ alone. Be encouraged. It will get better. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Lads After God podcast. To get in touch, do follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram by searching for Lads After God. We are looking forward to hearing from you soon.